Hello, and welcome to the Keep Talking series. I'm your host, Tali Berger, and I work as a prevention educator with the Office of Case Management here at CU Denver. Phonotone joins us on this week's episode. Euphonatone is currently the president of Active Minds here at CU Denver and chose to share her story through slam poetry. Euphonatone's piece is called, If I Could Tell My 16-Year-Old Self 10 Things. Her story highlights mental health diagnoses, conversations of self-worth. She touches on self-harm, panic attacks, and suicidal ideation. Euphonatone discusses her pain and surviving this pain. Please note that this episode contains conversations about mental health diagnoses, suicide, that some people may find triggering. If you want to avoid this content, skip to the end of the episode to hear available resources. If you find yourself triggered by this discussion, please use the mental health resources listed towards the end of the episode. Thank you for being here, Euphonatone. Thanks for having me. This is piece is called, If I Could Tell My 16-Year-Old Self 10 Things, They Would Be the Following. One, we all carry our own worlds. Your world will be stormy and dark. The soil wet from the rain weighs it down. You hold more memories than you could even imagine in this world. And even though many think they are just empty space, you know that they are always timeless and always there. Two, You have to acknowledge you will be beaten down by the disorders that call themselves your friends, and this will translate to the people you interact with outside of your head. Learn that you are often not what your brain tells you. You have to let the people that care breathe more life into you than the air of the bitter earth. You'll feel at many points that being mentally ill is the only interesting thing about you. This is number three. That your four mental disorders define you more than every other reason, and you'll believe that being sad and lost are your best qualities for the trauma is almost funny in a way. You never understood what the word meant or even was. The hardest part is that people say you were stuck in the past and how it's not high school anymore. They say it wasn't all bad, but if you were constantly in a state of being that you were not used to and should not be acceptable, how are you supposed to think otherwise? Five, the nightmares are some of the worst things about this. You will have many. Often of people chasing and hurting you, you will feel everything you have ever felt in these dreams, whether extreme heat, suicidal thoughts, or panic attacks. Some were seemingly simple, but those hurt more. You see people from your past and you're trying to tell them your story. They talk over you and don't seem to care. They view you as a ghost. This will make you believe you always were six. Even though you feel so much right now, it will grow. You're a weed that will somehow take over the entire garden. This will lead to you feeling nothing at points. You'll miss yourself. You'll hate having a body and waking up realizing every day that the sun is shining in your room. Almost as if to mock the fact that you can't smile. You'll hate it. Each memory is a glistening honeycomb in the hive of your brain. They are always about the pain, though, and not the sweetness. Seven, just focus on survival. If you can't do the things everyone else expects you to do, that's fine. You're still worth something by default. It's always been that way. Find one little thing to look forward to and use this to find a sliver of light in the dark abyss. Even though suicide surrounds you and you already know you have spent the entire lap around the sun thinking about it. Thousands of thoughts later depicting the same ending once should have been enough already. Learn that you are not just heavy eight. You won't always want to kill yourself. Sometimes it comes back like a beast that gets resurfaced. 
but the meds and therapy often fight it off along with those that are close to you. The ways in which you want to do it will progressively become less violent. This is to say that you will eventually gain a sense of self-worth even if you feel like you have none. You become more ambivalent to the thoughts of harm. The alarm in your head saying, just do it already, will stop. It comes back, though, each time with more force, a louder ring. You'll learn to drown it in your tears. Letting yourself feel and express emotions is what will save you. Nine, everyone will tell you everything but what you need to hear. Sometimes they just say the right thing to keep you from actually ending you, and sometimes they make you feel warm, even though you feel the cold wind chill your bones as if your skin cradles the structure it is built on. You always used to cry at lullabies on cue from when you were a baby, as if you had to practice being this sad and being okay with it, foreshadowing what was coming. Ten, I love you. I wouldn't have been honest on that mental health survey at the pediatric office if I didn't remember the one where the doctor told you you were self-centered and how the office called back and said they were concerned and how you had to see the other doctor. And then, oh, wait, that hasn't happened yet. Eleven. I wasn't supposed to tell you this one, but you do some really great things later. You will get through it. You were wrong about that. Wow, Euphonatone, thank you so much for sharing. I have been asking a few of the other volunteers these questions, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to answer them as well. The first question is, how do you give yourself grace to meet expectations that you might not have energy for? That one is honestly really difficult to answer, but it is a very excellent question for that reason. Um, but I personally try to remind myself that I have to be okay in order to get things done in the first place. And I feel like it's really important to know your needs. And I feel like a lot of that comes with time and getting to know yourself better. Thank you for answering that. Um, the second question I ask is, uh, what advice do you have for people going through something similar? This one is also <laughs> difficult to answer. What my like littlest piece of advice that is actually, I feel like one of the most important things is you f need to find something to look forward to. You need to pick like one thing to look forward to. It could be something as simple as feeding your cat in the morning, or it could be something as, as complex as like your birthday being like three months down the line, whatever the time frame is, as long as you can find one little thing to look forward to, it can keep you going. My second piece is to kind of find every reason to live, even if it means the smallest things and also to keep going and try to get a little bit better most of the time, because even if you fall back, you are still left with some progress at the end. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Euphonatone, what advice do you have for students to get involved on campus? My personal favorite, because uh, this question can be so daunting for so many reasons, I believe one of the most important things we can do is um, simple daily interactions, so whether that be with your friends, just um, professors, classmates, um, it can all really matter. They're often the most effective way to get involved because if you're just honest and open about mental health, you stand up for others, you give yourself and your story a voice, that can really make a huge difference. If you want to get involved on a little bit of a more like systemic scale, you can get involved in art organizations specifically focused on mental health, such as Active Minds.
Thank you. And and what are some things you like to do for yourself? Um, I try, it's really little, but I try and find things that bring me like the smallest amounts of joy. Um, and those things can really add up to be a lot. And you kind of have to like search, like whether it's like materialistic things, whether it's like certain exercise, like activities it can be really interesting. Um, my personal favorites are like keychains, food. I love video games. And the most important thing is to take time to do things that you enjoy, even if it was a bad day, whether that's like, mentally it's just been awful physically it's been awful or you just didn't meet like your goals for that day you still need to try and enjoy yourself yeah I love that answer I love the keychains I feel also connected to because you have your keys like you're looking at something every day and making you smile or whatever whatever you hope to get from that Yifonatone, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your story with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yifonatone disclosed that after this conversation, she plans to take a nap, have some dinner, and play video games with friends. We also spoke about our favorite fish recipes. Thank you again, Yifonatone, for your bravery and willingness to share your story. If you are having similar experiences to Yifonatone or know someone that is, you are not alone. There are places and people on and off campus that you can connect with. Here are a few. Active Minds is a student-led organization here at CU Denver. Active Minds CU Denver chapter is dedicated to building community through education, research, and advocacy through mental health destigmatization, resources, and action. Join them today, and to learn more, check out their website listed in the description of this episode. If you're hoping to get started with mental health counseling, know that the CU Denver Student and Community Counseling Center offers CU Denver students 10 free sessions every academic year. They also provide affordable counseling services to anyone living in Colorado on a sliding scale. Crisis walk-in hours are also available to CU Denver students. Call 303-315-7270 to get started or visit their website for more information. Colorado Crisis Services. Talk to a counselor 24-7 to get urgent support or to get connected to mental health resources near you. Counselors are available via phone, text, and walk-ins. Visit their website for more information. Thank you again to the Office of Case Management and our partners, the Phoenix Center, Student Life and Campus Community, Active Minds, Auraria Recovery Community, Student and Community Counseling Center, and CU Denver's Digital Strategies team. Please complete the survey at the end of each episode and enter to win an appreciation item. The survey will be listed in the description of each episode. Finally, thank you to all of our volunteers for your bravery, and thank you all for listening. Mm -hmm.